Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. Well, the Leafs did not get the outcome that we were hoping for last night. A 3-1 loss to the Edmonton Oilers in well, it was kind of a very low event and boring hockey game. And to join me to discuss last night's loss to the Oilers is friend of the show, Brandon Cameron. Brandon, first and foremost, how you doing? Not too bad, buddy. How are you? Eh, I'm doing okay. Doing all right. It seems like the week is the week flew by. Like we're we're a week into the NHL season now, and it just kind of flew by. Like it's just super quick. But um, yeah, as for as for last night. What are your overall thoughts of, of how that went down? Because everyone was expecting a shootout. And, like, on this show, we had Rachel Dory on, and we both were expecting, you know, just an absolute track meet. We 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 advise people, if you're going to bet the game, take the over. And it's also hilarious now how I feel like betting has become such a massive, massive part of the game because – not only were you know people like myself talking about taking the over, I heard like people on NHL Network talking about it on TSN on sports. Like everybody said, like, "Hey, I would take the over in this game." It's just kind of funny how that that's just like as a sidebar how that's becoming a topic of conversation. How much betting is already playing a factor, just like a year after pretty much becoming legal. Um, but overall, your thoughts on last night's game? Yeah, obviously it wasn't the it wasn't the shootout that everyone <laughs> pegged it to be between yeah. Matthews and and uh, McDavid <laughs> didn't really end up being that, which was fine. Like I don't know, it was a fine hockey game. Like I, I actually really had no like, not a ton of complaints. Like I thought it was a pretty fairly played game. Like I, I don't know, like I didn't really have any issues with a lot of what went down. It just I don't know, they just didn't come up with the win for once. <laughs> See, I, that's where I, I disagree. Like, for myself, this is a team that prides itself on being an elite team. They, they you know, try and strive for high-event hockey, and, and that's just not what last night was. They were too timid, in my opinion. And, you know, my, uh, Austin Matthews said it uh, post-game. You know, they, they were too focused on just trying to limit two guys. You know, and, and on Friday when they come back for, for the second game of this series, you know, they, he said, we just got to be focused on winning as opposed to just those two players. And I think you could that showed up last night. Like, they were just – they weren't focused on on playing their game. They were just focused on shutting down McDavid, which, I mean, again – uh, they did do. They did accomplish. To be fair, one hundred percent. He only he ended up with an assist, and that was only on the empty netter. Um, Leon Drysaitel did score a goal, um, but it's just you know, I, I for myself, it wasn't the style of hockey that the Maple Leafs want to play. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, and I I do agree with that. That's not really the way they are built. Um, but I don't think they did a bad job at at what they were doing. Honestly, like even Drysaitel wasn't even that dangerous tonight even like on his goal like it was kind of a fluky play off of who to go up pull your RV skate right in front of the net right to his stick 
on a power play that probably shouldn't have been a power play. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Like, that not have been a like power play. and and the other goal against was uh, the empty netter, and then the one where they kind of, like just found its way into the back of the net off of two like Leafs defensemen in front. Like, I don't even like you can't blame Freddie for anything. No, they're garbage. Goals. That, yeah, garbage goals. Flukes. Flukes. It was just a garbage game. Like, like <laughs> I, I mean, it, it was. It, to me, it, that was not a fun. And you know, you go and look on Twitter. Everybody was complaining about how you know not fun the game was was it technically sound and like decent you know defensively did, did they play structured and you know shut down and limit chances out in front against a team that that you know has the capabilities to make you look silly with the two players that they have on the side of the ice and same with you know Toronto like Toronto has guys who you know game breakers who can you know make them look silly and even Toronto didn't really get that many big chances they had a couple of spurts I guess like towards the the second period in the end of the second there Austin Matthews had a couple of good chances and then a little bit this in the goal. third yeah a little bit in the third I thought they had a couple of oh, that goal that was unreal I don't who, who know he how steal the puck from uh what he stole was it nurse it was, it must no, have been nurse. I, no I think he stole from Cassian in the corner from Ca- oh was it Cassian oh Cassian's I think so <laughs> I can, if I recall I think it was Cassian in the corner but oh. Anyways, regardless, stealing the puck, walking down the line, and just firing. I, I still – I watched the replay 18 times. I'm still not how sure how that went in. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I did too. I, I had no idea how that puck – that was in like an unreal shot. Yeah. But, you, know, you, you, brought it, you brought up the, 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 the phantom call on Jake Muzzin, which ended up you know, turning in to be the game winner. A, that was a, a horrendous call. Like I think everybody saw that he – tripped off of a you know got touched by his own player stick b that was such a dive like yeah, such a, a dive in a one one even in a one one tie a ref can't make that call in the first even if Muzzin did trip him in that scenario i don't even think a ref can make that call in a one one tie in the third period I, no <laughs> I, I, I don't no I don't, I don't have a problem with I, making the call if the penalty was legitimate but it wasn't and that was the thing and and you could tell like if you were actually watching that play and you saw what was happening and you were you were keeping an eye on Muzzin to make sure that he was you know, playing within the rules, you could see that he didn't have his stick anywhere near Yamamoto to trip him. Like, it was actually uh, Kahuna that fell, not uh, Yamamoto. Yamamoto's sticks would actually trip them up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what I meant to say. But yeah. like, it, it just it, it made no sense. And I don't know if, if if you had this thought, but you know, when they were going down and there was like a minute or two left in the game, I was like, man, the refs kind of owe Toronto. A call here for sure like, like they owe them a makeup call and it, it didn't come there was a play oh They're, they had their chances here's the thing they had their chance to make the makeup call and they chose not to do it there was a play <laughs> where marner where marner i felt was interfered with uh when he was kind of going to the net there within maybe the last like minute and a half and i was like oh that could have been the makeup call right there there was enough i think of, of interference like i guess you could you know chalk it up to body positioning but he didn't have the puck so, but anyways, it, it didn't get called. And I was like, they owed him one. They owed him one. And, and, sure. and you know, not, not that you can carry that over into the next game on but Friday. They can. But, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but it, they, they it can. Cost them, it it's cost like them the game. Years. They actually kind of can. <laughs> it cost them the game. Like at the end of the day. It, yeah. It, well, they cost themselves the game by, by not playing their style of hockey. Like realistically. And, yeah. and you know, it's also funny, too, post-game, Sheldon Keith came out and said that that was really the first time where 
the lack of fans really affected the game. He said there was no pace to it. You know, there was no fans to give it life or give it any juice. And I, I think I would agree with that. Yeah, I would too, actually, for sure. I just, I, it's, it's honestly pretty tough. Like I even, I wouldn't even say it's the first time for me that I've noticed like a lack of fans, like really affecting things. Like I, there's been some malaise going on in a couple of the games that I've watched, like recently. It's just like, I just see it. And it's just, there's just not that buzz yeah. about the game that you would like that that person that I love. That's my favorite part about hockey. Just, it's not really there. And it really, really misses fans for me. And I really miss fans being in the stands, but uh, that's the way she goes, man. It's just the way she goes. Yeah. Like you think about it, someone could have went out there, laid a big hit and, and just kind of got the building going and got guys like Matthews fired up. I mean, it could have worked the other way too, where, where Connor McDavid, they get him fired up in, in his home, you know, in front of his home fans, I guess. But it just, it, to me, totally, yeah. <laughs> you could definitely see how uh, not having fans in the building last night really kind of kept things to uh, to a very low, low event game. Um, something else that did occur in yesterday's game, and just, yeah, uh, and as far as high danger chances go, I think it was, what, 6-4? Is what I'm seeing. Yeah, six four. Oh really? I, that was it. Yeah, it's like oh, there was. Yeah, between... I, honestly, now that I, now that you mention it, I don't really recall a lot of chances that I thought were going to go in. <laughs> there was not like legitimately <laughs> nothing, and like the uh, Oilers didn't have a single high danger chance in the third. The Leafs didn't have a single high danger chance in the second period. All these stats, courtesy of uh, Natural Stat Trick, by the way, if you're curious. Uh, about where you know you you can find that information and, and, and I mean it's just that's not the Toronto way and I feel like it it certainly cost them uh last night for sure something else that uh that the game did cost them is Joe Thornton who is looks like is going to be out for a little bit with an injury um how does that affect things Brandon Honestly, dude, I actually don't think it affects things for the negative. I actually think it's probably a positive for a little bit for the Maple Leafs. It gives them a chance to put Zach Hyman back into their top six, which I feel like is kind of I, – I feel like he's a top six winger for sure on this team. I think he probably rightfully deserves his spot on the wing with Matthews and Marner, and I think that Thornton was probably just pushing him down the lineup a little further than, than I'm comfortable with. So I'm actually okay with a little bit of not jumbo. I'm also, I've always been okay with a little bit less jumbo. <laughs> In the lineup, I've been a little bit okay. With, I'm okay with less jumbo for a little bit. Yeah, I mean it sucks. I think that that Thornton's out of the lineup. Like I, I understand your rationale where, uh, you know, you want to kind of see Hyman get reunited back on that top line, just because they they do look really good when they're when they're together. Like there's just a, a different element that Hyman brings. And yeah. no, don't get me wrong. I, I actually haven't mind uh, Joe Thornton. I, I thought that they've played well no, me neither. outside, neither. outside of the, of, of the first game. I thought that uh, Joe Thornton actually has, has looked pretty good and, and not really out of place to be honest with you. And I thought he would, you know, I thought it would just, he would just look too slow out there playing with Matthews and Marner. And he really, he, he hasn't for the most part, once they get the puck in the offensive end, I mean, they're just slinging it around and it, it's, it's tough to play against that line. But, um, you know, so, so I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's good that he's completely out of the lineup. Like you're taking that. No. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't mean it in that way either. I just mean right. it's like he's not on that line. I like right. that he's on that line. <laughs> but you know, I, I, you know, getting, 
I think Hyman and Mikheyev, who also had a really good game last night, we'll do a three stars in, in a minute, and I'm sure mm-hmm. he'll pop up here. But, uh, you know, I think that probably um, is, for the meantime, is, is going to be uh, is going to be it for that shutdown line with Hyman, Kerfoot, and Mikheyev. Because now yeah. I believe that, that Hyman, you know, goes up into the top line, and Mikheyev probably slides back into the top six too, uh, which, which means VC ends up, maybe dropping down probably to to the third line um and, and i saw somebody you know kind of tweeted this and I've, I've thought this myself as well but um how many times have you noticed vc in a game uh honestly i've only really noticed him when when nylander or, or Tavares feeds him a pass in the front of the net and he kind of just whiffs on it <laughs> right right <laughs> He doesn't look great. He doesn't look great as a sidebar, but no, he doesn't doesn't look great. (laughs) So I think he'll slide down and he'll get a shot. He's not really a top, he's not a top six winger. No, he's not. He's not. He was, he was given an opportunity. It was his to lose. And I don't think he's held on to it. Like he hasn't been a liability, I guess, but, but he hasn't really proven that, you know, he deserves to be there and should be there. Um, So, so I think he'll end up sliding back most likely into uh, into that third line role and, and you know what I, this is where I kind of you know had him pegged all along because he did have that that chemistry with Kerfoot because they played together yeah. at Harvard and and now you can put them together and see what that looks like right so and, and you know maybe also Wayne Simmons may get an opportunity to to move up and, and play in the third line I don't know if, if you want to give him those extended minutes but that's an oper- an option. Maybe Barabanov can check back into the lineup here. Well, they called um, up they called up Joey Anderson like a hour or two an hour or two ago, did they? Not? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I they actually that. probably could give him a look on the third line too, because I think that I, as far as I know, that the Leafs are pretty high on uh, Joey Anderson, right? No, uh, I mean he might be able to give him some juice. Like he's a he's a he's a thicker kid. Maybe. I mean, I I I'm not. I don't know too too much about him. I mean, he came over in the uh, Andreas Janssen deal. And although that was more of a, a cap dump, you know, Anderson looks at least the part of an NHLer. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's that. We'll, we'll I think get, he a, could get a shot. I think I'll get a shot. Yeah. He, he very well might just, just to see what it looks like. And, and yeah. more so because I, I don't think they, especially if they keep going with this 11 and seven lineup with 11 boards and, and seven D um, you're not going to put Spezza, you know, give Spets of those extra minutes and because you want him to, to still kind of be that fourth line center. And you're also not going to give, well, maybe they don't want to give uh, those extra minutes to Wayne Simmons either, right? So it, he may get it by default. Uh, but, you know, with, with Hyman and Mikheyev probably getting inserted into the back six, this is going to be more reminiscent of what we saw a year ago. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited, right? So game two, and it's going to be coming back, right? That That's the fun part about this season. It's it's done in series. And, you know, game one this time around wasn't uh, wasn't the best game. It wasn't the most fun game to watch. But game two, you know, both sides, Edmonton and Toronto, are certainly going to take, the, take a look at the film, break it down, and see how they can put forth a much better effort uh, tomorrow night. All right. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's get to our three stars of the game. Before we do, let me tell you guys all about betonline.ag. 
I know we're all big hockey fans here at the Lockdown Lease Podcast, but what about football? You guys ready? You got college football heading into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season finishing up with the playoff picture, becoming a little clearer, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. That's a promo code Locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. You toss 50 bucks into your account, you get 75. That's how it works using the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano with you as the host of this program, Brandon Cameron. Joining me as we recap the Maple Leafs loss to the Edmonton Oilers 3-1 last night. And uh, let's go over who the three stars of the game were for you. Start from uh, start from three, work your way down to one, Brandon. Sure. Uh, my third star of this game was actually uh, Freddie Anderson. I've been pretty hard on him for a lot of the season so far, so I feel like I kind of owe him a little... A little bone here. I thought he played pretty well. Like, I thought he was fine. I thought he was pretty good. I couldn't blame him on any of the goals. Just They just happened. Yep. I, like, I don't expect him to make those saves. Those are saves that I can I can let go in. I can accept that. And I thought he was fine. I thought he was pretty good. He wasn't the reason the Leeds lost today. Absolutely not. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I You know, he made an appearance for me as well. Um, I, I thought that he was fine last night. He wasn't tested, right? Just, what, four yeah. high-danger chances? So not tested too too much and um how many shots did they have 22 shots on goal so you know not 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 tested a whole lot not a lot of great opportunities but he made the saves he needs to make and and that's kind of what you need out of freddie at this point yep and so my second star was actually justin hall i think justin hall was was very very good last night like he shut down mcdavid mcdavid basically had nothing i recall like at least two or three times he broke up a McDavid like crazy rush. Like he broke up at least two McDavid rushes that were like going to be goals, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was very good. And I thought he was awesome. I thought, I think he said Hall's been pretty good. Like he's been like really good since like all year. Yeah. He's, yeah he's, he's been all right. I mean, I think he's been what I expected Hall to be. You know, I've seen a couple of, of lapses. Uh, I think what was that, that Friday night game, uh, where, you know, the whole team kind of played bad, but, you know, losing yeah. his man a couple of times got, has been caught puck watching on a few goals. But, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Justin Hall certainly is a guy who uh, who's basically been as advertised and hasn't lost his role. And, and you know, that, that's all you can ask for him. Yeah, who's your number sure. one star? And my first star was Ilya Mikheyev. I thought Mikheyev on the penalty kill in particular was flying. <laughs> like, he, how many – there was the one penalty kill in the second period where he had like three rushes on against the Edmonton power play himself. Like he did it himself and he created pretty deep. I mean, they weren't really high quality chances and I, I McDavid or McKayev rather. He never really, he doesn't really usually create a lot of high quality chances, but he tries, he works his butt off. He does his job, gets his job done. I don't know. It's all you can ask for the kid. Uh, just a quick interruption here as practice lines are starting to, uh, to get sent out here and it's looking like, and I just want to make sure interesting. So 
the new Leafs lines are out, and it's looking like VC <laughs> actually got a promotion up to the top line with Matthews and Marner. Oh, really? <laughs> and then you got Nylander, Tavares, and Hyman, Mikheyev, Kerfoot, Simmons, Barabanov, Engvall, and Spezza. And they got uh, Riley, Brody, Muzzin, Hall, Lettinen stepping in as the left D, and then Dermott as the right D. So Bogosian end up, uh, ended up coming out. Although it looks like Matthews didn't practice yesterday. Hmm. No, I just, I just read Shilton's tweet a second ago. She says, Austin Matthews came out for practice, but has since departed again for the dressing room. Interesting. Interesting. So, uh, you know, I'll obviously have to update everybody on, on that situation. Hopefully that's not an injury. This is real-time, real-time reporting, guys. It's not going to be real-time by the time you listen to it. It'll be old news <laughs> and everyone will know. But <laughs> this, is how we're, this is what we're going through right now as we oh, record yeah. this podcast in the morning. Um, all right, my three stars, and I'll quickly go after them. Um, for me, I, you know, I, I thought Ilya Mikheyev was, was exceptional too. I thought he was probably – um, you know, looks looked like one of the best uh, best games that he's had all year. Uh, looks more like the the Mikhaya that we saw a season ago, which is is good to see, right? I, I think it's really oh, yeah. good to see because he um, is just getting off to a little bit of a slow start. You know, a little bit of a a, a weaker or a lesser role, I would say, yeah. than uh, than yesterday or than a season ago. But I'm Definitely, definitely really, really pleased with this game last night. So he takes home my third star of the night. And Freddie Anderson taking home my second star of the night there. I just felt that Anderson, uh, although, like I said, wasn't tested too much, he made the stops he needed to make. And the couple of goals that were scored, you know, you can't fault him for, can't blame him. Um, They're, you know, just nice, uh, you know, garbage goals. And (laughs) so you, you can't blame him on that. And for my number one star, you know what? He, he, Austin Matthews. It's got to be Austin Matthews. Like this kid, this kid's unbelievable. I mean, he, he doesn't have to look dominant for the entire game, but then you like take a look at the stat sheet afterwards and you're like, holy crap. Like the 24 minutes, 24 minutes, 67% on the faceoff, went 14 for 21 on the faceoff dot. Six hits. Six hits, six shots, and scored the lone goal for the Maple Leafs. And this was all playing against in a head-to-head with Connor McDavid. No, actually, that's a good point. He was awesome. Like, he, he, Matthews is awesome. One of the best players in the league. There's no denying that. He's there. He's there. He's here. He's arrived. <laughs> he, oh, 100%. He, he's totally arrived. And, and I, uh, I think this game – him and I talked about it yesterday with with Rachel Dory on the pregame show. I, you know, she was like, "Yeah, I probably would maybe try and and play him against uh, play Tavares against him, or maybe the the Kerfoot line against him." And I I was like, "No, I, I want to see Austin Matthews. Like these two trained together in the summer. They're pals. They're buddies. They're stars of the game. And I think Matthews wants the challenge, right? I, no, I think sure. that he he would be a guy who's who's ready to step up to the plate." and try and shut down McDavid. And he did a real, real good job of that last night. Something something I noticed from Matthews in the last, like, honestly, it's been a little bit more noticeable all year, but especially really? in the game last night, he's been a lot, like, scrappier than than he's been in the past. Yeah. Like, he, like, he, like he's pushing back a lot more than I've noticed. Like, uh, yeah. Puyarvi had that one hit on Marner in the second period, or it might have been the third period. He had that one, like, little bump he gave Marner, and then Matthews, like, 
as soon as he took the shot and there's a face off, he just went over and gave him a punch. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, get it, boy. <laughs> yeah, and, and he gave uh, – I can't remember who it was, but at the side of the net, gave someone a nice little two-hander, a uh, little cross-check uh, after the whistle, which you know, thankfully didn't end up in a penalty. But, yeah, a little, little bit of nastiness. Oh, I like it. Out. I like it. Yeah, me too, <laughs> me too buddy. All right, uh, let's take one more quick break. When we come back, let's talk about some league-wide news um, with COVID just rearing its ugly head early around the NHL. But before we do, let's talk about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, price at Rock Auto are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write locked on on their how'd you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano with you, the host of this show. And just a reminder that we do a show each and every day, Monday to Friday, a daily podcast that's Ooh. Locked On Leafs, so you can find it wherever you find your podcast. I am joined by Brandon Cameron today. And Brandon, I don't know if you, uh, you're you super caught up with, with what's going on out in Washington and you know all the COVID, COVID-related stuff that's, that's happening around the league. I mean, you think about Dallas, they haven't played a single game yet this season. You've got some teams yeah. who are five games in and the Stars yet to play. I believe uh, tonight or tomorrow, I think, is, is going to be their first game of the year. Um, so it's, it's really been a, a tough go for, for Dallas. And then Carolina also now having a little bit of issues with four or five players who have tested positive for, for, uh, for COVID-19 and the coronavirus. And, you know, they're hoping that they, they caught it early and, and it, there's not going to be a widespread and hopefully they're not going to be, uh, you know, they can kind of just isolate those kind of four or five players and then be able to bring guys out the taxi squad because that's that's what the taxi squad is for at the end yeah. of the day so that they have <laughs> those extra players who you know unfortunately there's some pretty good ones who have it but they're gonna have to fill in uh for for those guys and then you talk about some good players on the COVID list well let's now move over to the latest team who's hit with some uh well not really you know, a COVID bug, but some COVID-ish related issues. And that's the Washington Capitals. And for those who um, aren't aware, the Capitals uh, were slapped with a $100,000 fine from the league last night uh, because they broke protocol. Uh, So four players, including Alex Ovechkin, as well as Evgeny Kuznetsov, their starting goaltender, Ilya Samsonov, and Dmitry Orlov. all second best defenseman, they're second best forward their best forward and their best goalie <laughs> yeah no not a not a good group to be to be missing and it remains to be seen about whether or not they're going to be out i think they you know they they uh their next game is what friday and so they got to do some rapid testing and see if they've tested positive but uh so washington sent, sending out a statement basically saying you know we, we we're sorry that uh you know we we are aware we accept the punishment we had players who 
were hanging out in hotel rooms together when they weren't supposed to, apparently. Um, uh, apparently in areas they weren't supposed to. So I, I think, so like, that was the, aren't they sending out for, like, actual, like, contract tracing purposes? Isn't that the reason they're actually sitting out? Yeah, so that was that was the like the actual reason yeah. I would assume, and and you know I I want to get into this in, in a moment. I'm just kind of setting it up for for those mm-hmm. who aren't quite aware about what's what's going on, I suppose, with that whole thing. But uh, so this was a statement from the Washington Capitals, and and I'll read it quickly. Um, our training staff has worked extremely hard to create a safe environment for our players and staff to be able to compete this season. We are disappointed by our players' choice to interact in their hotel room and outside of the team-approved areas. That, I believe, is is an important part here. Uh, we accept the NHL's decision, and once again, we'll reiterate the COVID-19 protocols in place to make sure that players are in full compliance moving forward. So, Outside of team-approved areas, that's that's where uh, I think the the biggest threat comes. Like, what does that mean? And I spoke to to an NHL source, and apparently, you know they they are allowed to uh, congregate with themselves within the hotel, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they can go outside for 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 a um, you know for a sig or they can uh you know hang out with each other and whatnot but this smells like they went off campus and uh hit up a a restaurant or something and sat down for for a nice bottle of wine and a good meal yeah that that, that's the only real thing that that's the only real thing that i could think of that would cause that out that reaction right like that's the only thing that i could think of well, I mean, I, I don't know everything, but that's the only thing I could guess. <laughs> and and it's funny because before the capital statement came out, an Ovechkin statement came out, and, and it yeah. really kind of clouded things because Ovi's statement was, quote, I regret my choice to spend time together with my teammates in our hotel room and away from the locker room areas. I will learn from this experience. It doesn't necessarily say anything about they went out and 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 he kind of was indicating in a in a, though, in a very if i was alexander ovechkin i probably wouldn't say that either though <laughs> well no but, but i mean he no but but obviously just from that you're thinking you know he's basically saying we were just hanging out in our hotel room and like that was a yeah that's essentially all he said what he did wrong and when you that statement first came out, that was what we had, and, and then everyone was complaining like, "Are you like they can't even hang out in their hotel room? Like that's kind of weird. Like they can play against each other every night and be in the locker room with each other and and shower and practice and be next to each other in the stalls. Yet once they get to the hotel, all of a sudden, you know, the COVID switch comes on and they're they're more high at risk. Like I. Honestly, dude, it kind of just feels like an intentional misdirect from Alexander Ovechkin to try and save some face, to be honest with you. That's what it screams to me. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's 100% what it was, and that's why I thought yeah. that once the Capitals came out with their statement and added the outside of team-approved areas, that gave a little bit more clarity. It's still a little vague about what exactly that means, but I think that gave more clarity as to why the, why the, the fines came out and why these players were placed on COVID protocol and why they got to go through this testing. Because if it was just that they, as you know, Ovechkin says, spent time together with teammates in a hotel room, I don't think that it would have, this would have happened. I think it's the more so, okay, 
but you also spend time outside of the team approved areas. And again, it's super vague. Um, we're not exactly sure. It's kind of speculation at this point as to exactly what happened, but regardless, it's, it's, um, it's interesting that just the fact that we're a week into the season and, and we're already seeing the COVID bug kind of hit pretty good, right? Like Dallas, we yeah. talked about Carolina. Well, it's honestly, now. it's been a tough start. Like, to be honest, it's been a pretty, it's been a pretty tough start. Dallas yeah. hasn't played yet. Florida, not enough Florida. Carolina's, how many games have they missed now too? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah. Cause there was the, the both games, I think against Florida that they had to postpone or one was against Nashville. I think. Yeah. Nashville. <laughs> So, yeah, it's 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 weird, man, and and hopefully uh, we don't have this issue here in Toronto, right? Like, yeah, and I and I guess that's the point of the Canadian division, right? Like, that's the idea behind the Canadian division. You don't really yeah. want them interacting with with that. If so, that's going to happen, the the Canadian borders do not want that to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. I, it, it does it does go to show why the Canadian division did have to happen this year for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, hey, man, I'm for it. Nice. You know, nice. <laughs> I, I, I also find, and, and you were kind of talking about this a little bit before we hit record, the fact that you're paying a lot more attention to the West Coast, uh, West Coast games and the West Coast teams, and you're staying up late, and you're caring about what's going on out there because yeah. they're all now divisional games. Yeah, exactly. I, I care a lot more about Vancouver and Calgary and Edmonton and staying up for them because <laughs> I usually don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, I have to. It's been uh, it's been a fun first week of the NHL season. Let's hope that we can keep her going, though. Keep her going. Let's hope that uh, you know the the COVID nineteen does not uh, does not kill the season like it kind of did last year for yeah. for a large majority of it at least. <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked on Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked on Leafs. Brandon, where can they follow you? Get Follow you uh, B, B underscore Cameron 222. All right, go hit them up. Um, if you guys want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast where myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We've got another game against the Edmonton Oilers. So eh, kind of pre, pre-game it, tee it up a little bit, see what the Leafs can do uh, in game two that they didn't do in game one and you know, see if, see if those film sessions really, uh, really can do something for them. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.